Hey there, friend. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share something really special with you. If you are tired of feeling stuck in the wine trap and ready to reclaim your freedom, I've got just the thing. This is my free seven easiest quit tips guide. And inside, you're going to find simple, actionable tips to kickstart your journey to sobriety and discover the joy of living alcohol-free. It really is joyous. So if you're curious about how easy it can be to break free from the cycle of drinking, just head over to vibewithstephanie.com slash guide to grab your copy today. You're not alone on this journey. It's a lot easier than you think, especially with this seven easy quit tips guide. Go grab it now and then get comfy and settled in for our coming up episode. Hey, and welcome back to the Glow Big Sober podcast. It's your host, Stephanie. I am a little bit behind on my podcasting schedule this week. We have had the craziest week right now. It is the first week of September. So it's Maverick's birthday today. It's my little boy's birthday today. So I made him pancakes and bacon and got the big number seven balloon and blew that up. I took him to school with some cookies and it's his birthday week. So we're pretty much going to go all out. And then he's got a little at a trampoline park with all his little friends from school. It'll be so fun. And then last week, I went to see my in-laws with Maverick, so his grandparents in West Palm, and that was really relaxing. May I just say, I needed that. We often don't realize how much pressure we put on ourselves until there's no pressure, and then we're like, whoa, whoa, I needed that reset. My nervous system was a wreck. I was doing the Break Up With Booze Challenge, as you know, in August, and I love it. I love it, and I'm giving a lot and like talking a lot and checking on the ladies, and maybe it's because I'm an empath and maybe I'm in the wrong line of business, but I'm like truly affected by everyone's stories and their progression or lack thereof, or you know, if somebody is in the group and then they're not, I, I like, I notice. And so it's exhausting. Those challenges for me are fun and rewarding, but also exhausting, but I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. But when I got to West Palm Beach, we just kind of laid around and they're amazing. They have a Tempur-Pedic bed, you know, it goes up and down like my grandma used to have. And I love it. And it was comfortable and white and just, I mean, you know, there was a breeze there in the pool that I took Maverick to and we went to the exercise room. We went to the beach and it was just like a little mini vacation, honestly, which I just didn't know I needed. So that, if anything, is your sign to go take a moment. Oh, that's my cat. Okay. To go take a moment, take a break, take a breath. And every morning, speaking of breathing, I did meditations Every single morning, I cannot believe who I even am at this moment in time. If you've known me all my life, maybe you've known me for five minutes. Maybe this is our first podcast together. I'll give you a little bit of my story, and then I'll tell you where we are today and why Maverick's birthday actually matters to you or to the scheme of things, really. I came from a long line of alcoholic women, my mom and my meemaw. You know, my mom struggled worse, I think, with it because it affected her in so many different ways, just loss of relationships, her parenting. I was taken away from her when I was 13 because she had to go to a mental institution. She was in and out of AA meetings when, when I was growing up. She ended up dying at 54 years old from cirrhosis. 
And so I think I was like 25 when she died. And I was in such denial about my own problems with alcohol abuse. I thought I was super hot, which I was compared to now for sure. And just this party girl and like South Florida. And I was like, cool. And I just really thought very highly of myself. And I thought that I would somehow not get the alcohol gene that my mom had. And part of me, I think, was drinking through depression and trauma and partying, obviously, like I was trying to cover some pain. And then eventually I realized I had a very serious problem and could not actually stop, even if I wanted to, which I didn't because I was just so deep into the the drinking. But I had a son and I thought, well, this, if anything, is going to get me sober. Obviously, I want to be a good mom. I'll quit drinking. It'll be great. Well, no, it did not work out like that at all. I actually picked up the steam, but was able to drink kind of on the down low, but in a normal way because there was mommy wine culture. All the moms around me were drinking. It was so normal to have alcohol anywhere and everywhere. Baby showers, birthday parties, the trampoline park, the playground, you name it. So mommy wine cultures told me that I could go ahead and drink, but I always knew deep down that I had this little like demon or something, this little troll or this something icky inside me that was more than the other moms around me had. I just felt like I was all by myself and really deep into something that I did not know how to get out of. All I knew is that I was not ever going to go to AA because my mom went and she died, didn't help her. And I remember how she changed with AA, just kind of like yelling at me, like growly about the big book and calling me a dry drunk, even though I was 13 and I don't think I'd had a drink yet. I was 12, maybe. I guess I did start eventually drinking at 13, but she, it was just big book this, AA that. She would meet men from AA and they would relapse together. It was awful. So I just knew I couldn't do it that way. So I kind of put off quitting drinking for decades too long. And then on Maverick's fifth birthday, this is where this comes in, he was having his fifth birthday party, which was at a lake and all the things. I did all the mommy things, but I also, you know, was drinking wine and White Claws and we never had a birthday party that wasn't, you know, fueled by alcohol. And all the parents would know that they could come at the bowling alley or the lake or wherever it was going to be and there would be alcohol and music and fun. Except I blacked out that night. Before the sun went down, I, I, I want to say before the sun went down because we'd been day drinking. And, you know, the pressure was building and the people were going to be there and the blowing up of the balloons and, you know, all the things. Every woman I talk to pretty much has the same kind of story around the social aspect of our drinking towards the end, where just the social pressure builds up. And actually from something we thought was going to help us with anxiety really just fueled it and made it crazier and made us crazier. And so, yes, I blacked out and woke up and I had a black eye, a black eye on my son's fifth birthday and had no recollection, had to ask my two friends that were over. And they were like, oh, it's fine. And that is how my friends always were. It was fine. It was fine. They pretty much knew better than to make it a big deal. Most of these people had been around for a long time or just known that's just how it is. She's really nice otherwise, or she's fine otherwise, or, you know, she's such a good mom. It's okay if she gets wasted once in a while and blacks out and gets a black eye. 
whatever their reasoning is. Sometimes people just don't even want to confront you at all. They're, they're like, they, either A, they don't care enough to confront you. B, they don't want to lose their drinking buddy. So they're not going to bring it up to you because who will they drink with? Or three, I don't know what the other reason was. I lost my train of thought. And I don't think I'm going to edit this because it's I'm already late putting it out by a few hours. I usually put these out at 5 a.m. on Thursdays, and it's now 12.30 on Thursday in the afternoon. So I'm not going to edit this. So sorry. Sorry. And also, you're welcome because I'm the one who edits it. And I know that sometimes it sounds really choppy and probably people stop listening for that. But I don't know how else to do it. I just do it myself. I edit all the bad words out if I can and take out all the likes and the ums usually. So sometimes it sounds choppy. But there's a little backstage access for you there. Anyway, so yes, the blackout on his fifth birthday, which was September. Now his birthday is on the 7th, but I think his party was like on the 9th or the 12th. And so I blacked out. And then right after that, the following weekend, I had a trip to Texas for work for a convention got completely wasted. Even though the weekend before, I was so ashamed and disgusted at my behavior that I said I would never drink again. Next thing you know, I'm over there in Texas drinking. But on the flight home, now in between, now the morning I woke up with a black eye, I prayed to God out loud with tears. And I meant it this time. I was like, I can't do this anymore. My life flashed before my eyes. His life flashed before my eyes. I knew that if I kept going, I would die just like my mom. I already had fatty liver, but I was in denial about that. I had fatty liver. I was 30 pounds overweight. I had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you name it. I was a ticking time bomb. I would tell my friends that my stomach was so raw and it hurt and no one mentioned, no one was like, oh, maybe it's your drinking. But so the morning of the blackout, I woke up and talked to God and cried and then went on about my thing and went and drank in Texas. And then on the flight home at midnight, I was on a Sunday, I was crying and decided not to drink anymore. So I went, got home from the airport. I had been drinking the whole time, flying home at the airport, drinking red wine on the plane. And at midnight, I decided I was going to stop. And then I woke up in Maverick's bed that morning, uh, Monday morning, and said, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. And I started taking all of these steps, slow baby steps in fear. So much fear. I have to say that would be the main emotion that was taking over my body for at least 30 days. I was just terrified. Who am I going to be? Am I even going to make this work? Can I even quit drinking? What happens now? Who I, I did not. I There were so many questions and I just didn't know. I just didn't know. And I was scared to death. And I remember even talking on this podcast the first time I went to speak. I was trembling and terrified because who I did. I just didn't know what to say. Well, I just didn't know what to say. So anyway, now today is Maverick's seventh birthday. I had not had a drink since September 21st, two years ago, was my quit date. I woke up on the September 21st on the Monday morning and said, I'm done. And it's been a long time coming. Kind of emotional. It's been a long time coming. 
I am so much happier than I ever have been in my whole life. I feel confident and healthy. The anxiety that I used to feel, the way the room would spin, the hangovers, the shame, the guilt, none of that happens now. The the talk, the self-talk to myself used to be brutal. If you walked in and heard me talking to myself out loud the way that I did in my head, you would probably slap the crap out of me. There is no way anybody should ever be speaking to themselves the way that I did me and the way that you probably do you. And I can tell you, I was even self-depreciating always with my comments, everything. I would be like, I remember this one time, this is really kind of gross actually, but I had a boyfriend and we there was a blood donation truck out front of like Publix or Target or whatever. This is a thousand years ago. And he was like, oh, look, they're taking blood. And I was like, oh, they don't want my blood. Like, gross. Who says that? There was nothing wrong with my blood ever. But also just there was just one example of like really self-depreciate. And he called me on it when we broke up. Eventually, he dumped me for somebody else who was way better than I was. She didn't drink. She only Smoked when, you know, when she did have one glass of wine and she was just, you know, Miss Perfect. She was also a sports broadcaster, which is something I always wanted to be. So that really got my goat. I digress. He called me out because I I was self-depreciating and I was like that all the time. And I'm just not that way now. It's not that I think that I'm better than anything at all. It's just I don't hate myself anymore. I have forgiven myself. I have forgiven, for the most part, the trauma, the people that are still alive that, you know, could have made life better and didn't. I have taken responsibility for my own actions and let go of the things that I can't change. And I was just talking to a lady today about sobriety and how, you know, I won't go to AA, but there are some things that I will use. And I think we can all pick and choose and pick and choose however we want to get sober as long as we do it. I don't really care if you go to AA. I don't care if you do my stuff if or if you do both, whatever you need to do. But sometimes I'll say things like, you know, control what you can control and the serenity prayer, which I've known all my life because of my mom. But anyway, I forgot where I was going with that. Anyway, happy birthday to Maverick. I've become the mom that I always dreamt that I would be. I've become the mom that my mom was when she was sober for that one year. And sometimes I know I overdo it. And, you know, I, I do feel like I'm making up for lost time because I drank the whole five first five years he was alive. And um, I'm just trying to make his life good and memorable and create some memories. And I just want to say if you have most of my clients uh, are 40 and up. So if you have and I had kids kind of late, I had Maverick kind of late. But if you are, your kids are grown or growing or out of the house, you can still find a why. You know, having said that Maverick was five years old when I finally quit shows that he was not my why. Otherwise, I would have just not done it from day one, right? Your why doesn't have to be your kid. Your why doesn't have to be your husband. Your why actually, and unfortunately, has to come from so deep within You have to look for it and dig and dig. And what I suggest is if you can't find a strong enough why, get yourself inside of the communities, inside of hashtag sober on on Instagram or TikTok. 
vibe with Stephanie on Insta. I'm vibe with Stephanie everywhere. So if you want to start following sober people, listen to my sober podcast, which you already are right now, Glow Big. I have free challenges. I have free guides. I have membership you can join. There's Sober Vibes with Stephanie group on Facebook with uh, women in it that are just amazing. But kind of start immersing yourself in sobriety because every single seed that you plant or gets planted will eventually grow. So maybe it's not today or tomorrow. I, I freaking drank for decades and decades and decades and decades. And that was a few too many decades, but I drank for a long, long time. But the seeds that all planted over time is what eventually led me to be able to stop. It was not overnight. And yep, when I did say I'm done, I'm done. But that was that one time. There were many other times that I said, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wrecked my car yesterday. I'm never drinking again. And then that day at noon, I'm at the bar on the beach drinking because I was in a lot of pain, like emotionally, physically, just financially, just a wreck. So yeah, I forgot where I was going once again. Sorry. See, this would be a part that I could edit out. Okay, well, that just is a sign that I will let you go. But I want to give you a couple options right now that may I said before, but they weren't very clear. Every single Thursday night, we have a meeting on Zoom. It's live and recorded. I started this Sober Vibes Lounge because I wanted women that were trying to get sober and that were that are sober to have a place to meet up and talk and do fun stuff and not go feel boring or alone. Like I felt like really alone during my sobriety. I felt like I was the only mom and the only troll in the whole wide world out here trying to get sober. And it felt really scary and alone. So I don't want anybody else to feel that way. And I also have coaching clients. I coach a lot of women one-on-one who I'm coaching them. They get sober and they flit off to go live their life. And then might fall into the drinking trap again. That's because you can't, it is a little bit of a lifestyle. I'm not saying you have to label yourself. I'm not saying you have to always be thinking about it because you don't, but you do kind of need to do some upkeep and I want it to be a fun place where you can go. And so I made Sober Vibes Lounge, which is craft nights. We have mocktail nights. We're doing fitness challenges. We're talking about adventure. We're going to plan a retreat. I think that's the first time I've said that out loud because I'm nervous. I've never done that before, but I really, really want to do it. So we're going to plan a retreat. But And then inside of the platform that I'm hosting, there are so many things that you can look at and learn from every single day. My entire Sober Up to Glow Up course is there. It's a 30-day course. It's inside. So you can fill your cup all the time, anytime you want inside the platform. But then you also get the live and recorded Zoom with us every single week. And the Zooms have a theme. So every month we're going to have a theme. And then we meditate and we share. And it's fabulous. It has filled my cup so much. And we're only one month in. We're I think we've only done three weeks so far. So this is a brand new thing. And so I would love for you to come. The price is 20 bucks a month. That is $5 a week. That is, I am not trying to get rich from this membership. I am genuinely trying to give us all a community that we have for the rest of our lives and that we have a place to go and be seen and be heard and start new things and find our purpose and fill our cups and just feel really good and also not forget why we're sober. 
you know, I just want to empower us to feel amazing and not feel stuck or bored or, you know, whatever. I want us to just truly have a place where we can be together. And this is it. This is it. And so not only do we have all that, but we also text each other. Right now we are in a texting group. Once it gets bigger, maybe we'll do Voxer or something. But right now we're texting each other every other day and like, hey, or every day and hey, what's going on? What'd you meditate to today? And all these things. So you are welcome to join us if you are a woman and you're sober or not. You don't have to be sober to be here. You do not. Let me repeat. You do not have to be sober to be in my tribe, in this community. Do I want you showing up drunk on the calls? No, ma'am. You have to be sober on the calls. But I want you to get these seeds planted so that eventually you can be your best self, be your best, most authentic self. And that is not it if you've got a drink in your hand or if you drank yesterday. It still carries over and keeps you hungover and keeps you in a fog and keeps you down. And that's the job of alcohol is to keep you down. And I always say it's a slow burn. It's not like you take heroin, boom, you're addicted pretty much right away. Drinking takes 20 years, 10 and 20 years sometimes. And it's an invisible line. You don't know when it's going to strike. That sounds threatening and scary, (laughs) but it's true. All right. So go to lounge.vibewithstephanie.com. Sign up. You can cancel anytime, but I want you to come and check it out. 20 bucks. Come and see how much it changes your life. It's already changing mine. It's already changing other women's lives. So come on, join me there. Talk to you soon. Bye. Did you know there is one missing piece to you finally getting sober once and for all? That missing piece is mindset. That's the thing that's going to help you transform your life from the inside out. I am so thrilled to invite you to my free mindset masterclass where we dive into proven strategies to shift that mindset and really create a life filled with purpose, abundance, and joy. If you're tired of feeling stuck in those limiting beliefs and ready for a mindset of growth and possibility, then this masterclass is for you. If you're ready to rewrite your story and step into the best version of yourself, this masterclass is for you. Join me at vibewithstephanie.com slash masterclass. Your mindset is the key to unlocking the life of your dreams. I can't wait to see you inside. Just go to vibewithstephanie.com slash masterclass.